MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The volume. Boxing with Chris Mannix is brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any other fantasy sport, there is a contest for every fan. FanDuel. More ways to win. This is Boxing with Chris Mannix. Oh, somebody punch him in the face. Anthony Joshua is a composed and ferocious finisher. Watch this. Andy Ruiz is the heavyweight champion. Hosted by SI's Chris Mannix. That was my moment. Now with interviews, analysis, and everything going on in the world of boxing. When you have talent, you are given another chance. Here's Chris Mannix. All right, everybody. Welcome into the Monday Morning Podcast. This is a unique podcast because Chris Mannix, who we just hired at the volume, his boxing podcast. Of course, he has you know 15 years plus in the NBA as well. But the fight just ended. So I spent 49 bucks for it. <laughs> and I scored it. Uh, my first takeaway, Chris, before I bring you on, uh, I had Logan Paul with a flurry at the end of the first round, his best round. Um, I had uh, Floyd's best rounds as round three and round four, uh, marginal in round five. Then there was a lot of leaning. Logan Paul was obviously fatigued by about the fourth round, maybe the third. But Chris, let, let me start with this. Is I, I think Logan Paul's pretty damn good. Now, obviously, Floyd's 44 years old. Logan Paul looked like uh, Paul Bunyan fighting me. I mean, he's so much bigger and thicker. But my takeaway is Logan Paul can fight. And and that I, and Floyd said after, he's better than I thought. I was surprised by the by the legitimacy of it. Were you? Um 
A little. You know, one thing Logan did that, <clears throat> excuse me, enabled him to go the distance was use that height and weight to lean on Floyd. Yes. Now, we see that in boxing a lot with, you know, heavyweights normally that are the supersized heavyweights going up against smaller heavyweights. Tyson Fury does it a lot. Uh, Logan was able to use that six-inch height advantage, the 35-plus pound weight advantage, and slow Floyd down. Now, he was never going to win, but in doing that, he enabled himself to be able to finish, which for Logan Paul is a massive win. Like look, Logan Paul won tonight. Like Logan Paul is the big winner. He went. He's 26 years old, a YouTuber who just got in the ring and went the distance with arguably the best boxer of this generation, certainly the biggest boxing star of this generation. So, uh, you know, he acquitted himself as well as he possibly could. Yeah, I mean, I, I, my takeaway is he was tired by the start of the fourth. Uh, the announcers, I couldn't really tell on my little phone I'm watching on, but um, he can take a punch. He's a big swinger. I mean, he listen. Floyd at 44 is still lightning quick. It's it's a it's you know it's it's that Brady Lebron thing where you're like, okay, this doesn't make any sense. When George Blanda played in his 40s, he looked old. He moved like an old man. Floyd is still so quick. But you know, uh, so you have Logan Paul and his brother, and his brother's going to fight Tyrone uh, Woodley, uh, the UFC guy. And when I was watching Logan tonight. My takeaway was Woodley better be ready. He better train for this. He's a UFC guy. I think these guys move consumers to pay-per-view. Chris, I really do. I think they're here to stay. I mean, I mean am I nuts? No, I think they have some staying power. Um, I think at some point uh, the novelty will wear off largely because they won't have the opponents that are going to move the needle. Like Tyron Woodley for Jake Paul, moves the needle. Now, Tyron Woodley is going to get smashed because Jake Paul can actually box a little bit. Yeah. Like he's, he's got some some skill to him, more than Logan has, I think. But if these retired MMA guys want to keep getting in the ring with Jake Paul to try to make a couple of bucks, there will still be a market for it for the foreseeable future. And I'll tell you what, like Logan and Floyd saved, in a way, what was a complete bleep show out there i mean it's pouring rain in miami so you've got right fights on the undercard being stopped because they got to wipe off the ring apron the only fight that actually mattered was this middleweight contest between jared hurd and Luis arias and both these guys are slipping and sliding across the ring right while it's going on um you know the, the fact that this meanwhile you said you paid 50 bucks for it I paid 100 because the Showtime app stopped working midway through, <laughs> and I had to go over to Fanmio, and I tell you what, you go on Twitter and put in Showtime, an app, and you're going to see some some angry people out there because that thing failed early on in the pay-per-view. So having Floyd and Logan not be the debacle that you know Ali and the Japanese wrestler was way back right. in the day uh, turned out to be the best thing that could have happened to this show. Yeah, so for those who didn't watch... Uh, Logan Paul acquitted himself. He's just a bigger guy. Um, um, you know, he looked fatigued by the fourth round, but I don't think Mayweather, neither guy hurt each other, although Floyd clearly landed more power punches. That was, I don't have the data in front of me, but Floyd landed far more power punches. But it, he was so outsized, I thought Floyd just didn't want to get whacked. After about the fifth, 
I think Floyd knew he won the fight. Sixth, seventh, and eighth, he kind of just hid from him. But what you're telling me, see, you think Woodley's going to get smoked. Yeah, I do. I, I, I don't. I, I, there just isn't a crossover, right? Like, and if if Jake Paul went into MMA, he'd get destroyed by Tyron Woodley. It's just they're combat sports. I just they're just not similar. I've seen it too many times go both ways. Do you think Jake is significantly better than Logan? Because I Logan tonight surprised me. I I take him to a different tonight. I looked at Logan and I thought, I don't know. This looks kind of legitimate. Um. It's hard to tell with Jake because Jake fought a truly goofy U-Turber in his first fight um, a couple of years ago. He then beat the daylights out of Nate Robinson, and then his last fight he stomps out Ben. What I can say about Jake is that it seems like he has that that quick twitch more than Logan does. Yes, like yes. He can throw a right hand. Yes. Yeah, he's got that, whereas Logan's just kind of lumbering and – you know, we'll, we'll try to land one lucky punch. Jake's punches aren't really lucky. They're, you know, I, I know his his trainer, BJ Flores, pretty well. And, you know, I used to work with him on broadcast at NBC. And BJ's told me all the time, like, there's actual talent there. Not, you know, championship-level talent, but actual talent inside Jake Paul. So I think he's, he's a little better. And because of that, Colin, I don't think we'll see Floyd back again doing something like this. I mean, it's, it was kind of set up for Floyd to face Jake Paul in the next fight, Jake signed that deal with Showtime, multi-fight deal. He'll fight Woodley in the first one. And the assumption, at least on Showtime's side, was that Mayweather would want to fight Jake, assuming this fight went the way he hoped it would go. It didn't. Like, Mayweather didn't get the fifth, sixth, seventh round knockout that I'm sure he was expecting. And I don't know if he's going to want to get in with Jake, who's as big. Jake's about 190 pounds, too. Like, he's not a small guy. I don't know if he's going to want to get in with Jake Paul and... And, and go through the same kind of thing, unless the money's so huge. Unless this pay-per-view comes back and it's massive, and Jake Paul does a massive pay-per-view against Tyron Woodley. Maybe then, but I think tonight probably dissuaded Floyd from doing something like this against someone like them ever again. Yeah, Chris Mannix, we brought him over at the volume. So I knew, I've known Chris for a long time. I first... Uh, identified you um, or discovered you, for me anyway, you, you'd been doing great work for years on the Celtics, and then I brought you on shows I've had. And uh, then I found out, discovered you had a great thirst and knowledge and insight for boxing, you know, gaming. So we feel so incredibly grateful that you were available. So we have brought him over to do a uh, boxing podcast. In fact, he just interviewed his first interview was Floyd Mayweather, um, you, you know, it's really interesting. Before we get to basketball, you've done a really good job. This is very rare. I'm a generalist. You are an expert in the NBA, and then you segue, you pivot into boxing, and you've been embraced by people in boxing. We know that Michael Jordan couldn't hit a baseball. We know Randy Moss and Flo- uh, Roy Jones tried basketball. I can't think of anybody else that is really considered um, – elite in one thing you covered and then you pivot to boxing um i'm i'm just kind of boxing can be very insular if you're an outsider they're not interested it's it's got a little nascar and golf feel to it but you really are are you surprised sometimes that i know you love both i used to work in vegas so i was like 23 covering boxing so it's so glamorous to me and so fun but just your thoughts on your ability to pivot into that. And are you sometimes, is it a pinch me moment that you get to cover two incredible sports? Yeah, it honestly it is because 
I don't know which one I prefer at this point because you know they're they're both fun in in different ways. Basketball's been my life since I was a teenager as a ball boy, you know, with the Celtics. So I've been invested in that for a long time. But getting into boxing, you, you're right. It is kind of insular, and the only way to get into it is kind of how I did, which was throw myself all the way into it. Like I was still throwing myself all the way into basketball, but any free moment I had living in New York City. I'd be going to club shows. I'd be on the phone with every promoter that's out there, getting to know them and investing as much in covering that sport as I was in covering basketball. You you could still do boxing, but you couldn't get into the weeds, become an analyst, you know, do the the the, the nitty gritty part of it, the inside stuff part of it, without really throwing yourself into it and making as many phone calls for that as you do for basketball, but I was willing to do it, and it's it's been a hell of a ride doing this so far. I mean, I still maintain, Colin, you've been to some big fights. Like, a major fight, De La Hoya, Mayweather, Mayweather-Pacquiao, those are two of the top on my list. Um, I've been to the U.K. doing some Anthony Joshua fights. They're great. Better than anything else. Yep. Better than Game 7 of the NBA Finals, yep. at yep. least. And that's one of the few I've gone to. But if you I, – I, I would stack that experience up against any – major event experiences out there today. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've said this on my show before. Uh, two or three things that people in their 20s just don't understand. A, how good Al Michaels was on baseball play-by-play. And two, how great boxing was when Hearns, Hagler, and Leonard and Duran were in their prime. I had just come out of college. My first job's in Vegas. I was getting free tickets and passes to these and covering it. It's the most fun I've ever had. And And... You know, and then it went through a, a, a long 20-year period where UFC just was more hyper-aggressive, had a little better leadership, but boxing's absolutely on a comeback. There's fascinating figures, and we love having you. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, 
and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.